Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Night, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. Infinity, and this is my best friend, Gertie. Hello! Gertie is a Galapagos tortoise. They're the oldest living land animal on the planet. That's right. I'm 186 years young. And I'm eight years old. Thanks to Gertie's special time-traveling show, we can go to any time in the world. Together, we travel to the past and visit musicians throughout history. Who knows where we'll go today? Traveling Tanya and her best friend Gertie. Learning all about the past on a tortoise shell that moves so fast. Who knows where we will go today? Could be anywhere or any day. History is right here with us with time traveling Tanya and Gertie. Happy birthday to you. <sighs> What'd you wish for, Tanya? Oh, no, you don't. If I tell you, it won't come true. Okay, I understand. If you... you know I can't keep a secret. I wish that I could meet the person who wrote the happy birthday song. Oh, unfortunately, I can't do that. I knew I shouldn't have told you. Because one person didn't write the birthday song. Two people wrote it. And we're going to meet them on today's time-traveling adventure? You know it. Hop on my shell and buckle up. We're going to 1893 to the Chicago World's Fair. Upsy downsy twirly rides till I puke up funnel cake. Here we come! Wow, everyone looks so fancy. People used to dress up even more formally than this, but times are changing. Now, men still wear suits and jackets, but they don't tend to wear the top hats like before. And women have gone from wearing tight corsets that squeeze their bodies to much more relaxed, flowing skirts. The shirt that woman's wearing? See how it's puffy and flowy at the top of the arm, but gets tighter at the elbow and wrist? That's called a leg of mutton sleeve. That way their sleeves won't drop in their food when they eat. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> also, leg of mutton sleeves, hilarious name. The Chicago World's Fair invited people from all over the world to see new inventions. There are over 65,000 exhibits in this giant park, and all sorts of new modern inventions are being introduced, like elevators, the zipper, cracker jacks. OMG, is that a giant Ferris wheel? Yep, it's a brand new invention and is one of the main attractions. So, what does this have to do with the birthday song? That song was written by two women who are being honored at the fair. Oh, here they come now. <laughs> <laughs> by Jove, did you see all the people? 
A whole boodle of them. Exhilarating. Incredulous. Us. Real published musicians. I can hardly believe it. Tanya, meet Mildred and Patty Smith Hill, the sisters who wrote Happy Birthday. Hi. Love your song. Big fan. Their book, Song Stories for the Kindergarten, is making its first appearance here at the fair. Congratulations. I hear the Chicago World Fair is a pretty big deal. Absolutely. It's considered the fair that changed America. I'm Mildred. Pleasure to meet you. Mildred is the oldest of six, born in 1859 in Kentucky. Her sister Patty is nine years younger. How do you do, Tanya? I do great. They're being honored for their work at the Louisville Experimental Kindergarten School. What? You do experiments on kindergartners? No, no, no. They come up with new and better ways to teach students. Oh, I was picturing kids running around with three eyes and an arm growing out of their forehead. <laughs> Tanya, that's mere flummadiddle. We're helping change the way America teaches young people. Flummadiddle indeed. You see, schools used to be very strict and serious on an utterly dull time. But we've learned it's actually healthy for kids to have fun. It literally makes kids' brains smarter. So you're saying I'm getting smarter just by doing this? Tanya, Patty, what was that word you used again? It means foolish or silly? Flummadiddle. Tanya, that's fumbledoodle. I still can't believe that's a real word. She's just learned a new word. See? Playing is learning. Mildred and Patty have great parents who taught them to think for themselves. Trust me, that is not normal for women in these times. But our father dedicated his entire life to ministry and education. And our mother privately taught us anything else the schools didn't. Women are usually told to get married and have a family as soon as possible. But our father said it was a tragedy for women to marry for a home. Gertie kind of married her home, but that's because her shell doesn't come off. It is her home. He wanted us to have options besides just being a wife. So, while other kids had to be serious, our parents let us play and encouraged us to be creative. From the time I was young, I wanted to pass their thinking on to others. I knew I wanted to work with children. So, Patty joined the Louisville Kindergarten Training School. My different method of teaching, letting kids play with blocks and games to help them learn, wasn't accepted at first. But eventually, they let Patty have a playroom for kids three to seven years old who had never gone to school. I got to try my way of teaching. Inspired by Friedrich Froebel. Certainly, I can't take all the credit, as my sister is so kind to remind us. Froebel believed playing was good for kids. Expressing themselves helps them learn. He also invented the entire concept of kindergarten. Kindergarten means the children's garden. And no, before you ask, that doesn't mean a garden where children are grown from the ground. Right. Garden as in a place for them to grow. I get it. And I guess someone had to invent that, huh? Before this, children worked in mines and factories and were considered adults by the time they were seven. Jeez. If seven is an adult, what does that make me, an old lady? Hey, I'm the only old lady around here. Eventually, I became the principal of the school. My ideas on how young children learn through play became nationally known. It was a real lally cooler. Um, a real success. Got it. 
and Mildred became a composer. Actually, I studied African-American spirituals. I'm telling you, someday, black music is going to be its own distinctive American style. You have no idea. So, again, what does this have to do with the happy birthday song? Let's go to my school. I'll show you this way, if you please. This is a school? It's so tiny. Most schoolhouses in the late 19th century are like this one. One room, all age levels, one teacher. Please, join us inside. Good morning, Good morning, This is a fun way I came up with for students to start the day. I wrote this catching melody. A melody is the tones, notes, and sounds of the song. That melody sounds like a certain birthday song I know. That's because one day, on a student's birthday, I thought everyone should feel special on the day they were born. So she changed the lyrics, or the words, to my song. I figured it was easiest if the children already knew the melody. Oh, yeah. I could sing any words to the song, couldn't I? I travel through time, I travel through time, I hop on a tortoise and travel through time. The new birthday song made that student feel loved. (sighs) To feel oneself loved and understood is an inalienable right of every child. Aliens? From space? Okay, Gertie, put on your tinfoil hat. This is the moment we've been waiting for. No! (laughs) Inalienable means a right that can't be taken away. She's saying all children have a right to feel loved. So what did people do to celebrate birthdays before? Well, Germans invented the birthday cake. Mm. And the Greeks and Egyptians scared off spirits they thought were haunting the person born that day. Using candles and noisemakers. But no birthday song? Not until us. Here in 1893, their song is being published. At, at the, the Chicago, Chicago World's, World's Fair. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Stories for the kindergarten will introduce happy birthday to teachers all across the country. And now everybody sings it. I've probably heard it a million times. Eight directed just at me. More importantly, Patty's way of teaching will get more attention and make a real difference. Wow. Finally, a story from history without any drama attached to it. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be lovely? If only that were true. Until 2016, it will technically be illegal to sing Happy Birthday publicly unless you pay a fee. I've never once had to hand over my allowance to sing Happy Birthday. I mean on TV or in movies. What is a movie? You'll see when the first film is introduced in 1895. Point is, people get paid for their songs when it's used in public. It's called a copyright, and that will cause some drama. You mean it'll be a flummadiddle? Precisely. It's a long story, but years later, in 2016, a judge will finally rule that that song has no official copyright. Anyone can use it. Whew, I don't know how I was going to pay for all those birthday songs I've sung. Whoa, think about how many more I'll sing in the future. It's a lot, trust me. I'm sorry you didn't make money for the song, but thanks for writing it. I've long resigned myself to the fact that the ditty has become the common property of the nation. I'm just glad we can help children. All right, Tanya. Time to head home. Hop on the old shell and buckle up. Bye, Miss Patty. Bye, Miss Mildred. Thanks for making school more fun. Our pleasure. Farewell, Tanya. Keep having fun.
thanks for bringing me to meet the Hill Sisters. Hey, for your birthday, can we travel in time to the year 2015? Sure, but why? That way I can sing happy birthday to you when there's still a fee, and then I can say I got you an expensive present. Huh, well, lucky me. <laughs> Mildred Hill died in Chicago, Illinois in 1916, long before her song became famous. According to the Guinness World Records, the song she and her sister wrote is the most recognized song in the English language. Patti Smith Hill would go on to organize a meeting in Washington, D.C. to bring attention for the types of education young students need. She led, helped found, and was the first president of the National Association for Nursery Education, which later became the National Association for the Education of Young Children. In 1996, the Hill sisters were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.